It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Big show today. We have two interviews we're going to play for you that I had a chance to talk to some coaches at National Signing Day yesterday down at BYU. So in the first segment, you'll hear from passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick. Had some great thoughts on Jacob Conover, the incoming quarterback for BYU, as well as looking ahead to spring ball with Zach Wilson Limited and also the opportunity for other quarterbacks to make an impression. So that'll be the first segment. Second segment, the running back position has been one that's been very hotly debated by BYU fans. Why isn't BYU getting a running back in this recruiting class? Well, I caught up with running backs coach AJ Stewart to talk about just that and also talk a little bit about the other running backs on the roster. So you'll hear that in the second segment. And then finally, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Another tough loss for BYU men's volleyball last night that we need to cover for you as well as giving you the schedule for tonight's sporting events involving BYU sports teams, including men's basketball at Portland. That'll be all coming up in the third segment of the show. Thanks again for joining me. A reminder for you guys, if you listen to this podcast, you can make it real easy on yourself by using your smart speaker to do it. Do all the hard work for you. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest in BYU news right there for you. All right, without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 7th, 2019. National Signing Day was yesterday. BYU wrapped up their class, or have they? That's a big question. Will they go out and find somebody on the transfer portal? Um, if you didn't have a chance to hear all of the press conference audio with Kalani Satake, Jeff Grimes, Ed Lamb, and Elisa Tuiaki, you can go to 1280thezone.com and hear the full uh, press conference. It was about 28 minutes in length. Some great answers, some great insight from the coaches on certain players, as well as philosophy when it comes to recruiting for BYU. So go there to check that out. I had a chance to speak after the press conference with BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick. 
I love Aaron's just straightforward style when you interview him. You ask him a question, he gives you a good answer. He's not a guy that gives you a canned response. He makes sure he's pretty thoughtful with his responses. He lets you kind of have some insight into how he thinks about things, how things work. So I had a chance to speak with him about Jacob Conover, BYU's uh, star recruit in this recruiting class. We also talked about spring ball. The fact that Zach Wilson will be limited, won't be throwing in spring ball, and the opportunity it creates for the other quarterbacks on the roster. You'll be interested to hear there are three quarterbacks in Coach Roderick's mind that will be getting the lion's share of the reps this spring, if not all of them. He was very straight up about it. You'll hear that here in this interview, but I appreciate him taking the time to talk with me. Like I said, Coach Roderick, always thoughtful with his responses, so let's get to it without further ado. Here's Aaron Roderick with myself yesterday at National Science. Day. You have one quarterback in this class, yeah. Jacob Conover, yeah. going on a mission, and we've talked about him in the past, but what about him sets him apart that you guys wanted him so badly in this class? Um, he's, just a, he's just a winner, man. He, he won like crazy. You know, he, he threw for 10,000 yards in three years and over 10,000 yards and over 100 touchdowns in three seasons. And, um, you know, just multiple state championships. In a, he, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of Arizona high school football. Um, but what I love about him is just his, he's got a, a leadership ability. He's got a, a, a personality where he, he has a ton of confidence. Um, but he also, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not obnoxious. It's, a, it's the kind of confidence that people want to follow. And um, he's a dead, deadly accurate thrower. I mean, he... The, the ball placement uh, for a guy his age is really impressive. And um, so, you know, he's going to be a couple years, but we went all in on him from day one. He's the only only quarterback we even offered in this class. We had, so, you know, usually you offer yeah. several and hope to get one. Yeah. We went all in just on him. It was all or nothing, and uh, we got him. So we're pretty excited about it. I've seen other quarterbacks that put up. You see that he tallied ten thousand yards, a hundred touchdowns. But you, you might answer that question. But what about him with his skill set? Put up those stats, but he also has the skill set you believe that can succeed at this level. Yeah, good point. Because it's not just stats. There's yeah. there's a lot of good quarterbacks that have numbers. Um, um, he. What, what it was about him is just his his accuracy and his his release is flawless and his his accuracy is uh, I just can't say enough about it. I mean, watching him throw with his arm at different angles or on balance, off balance, pass rush in his face doesn't matter. He just he puts the ball in places that are just really really hard to coach. I mean, guys just he's just got it and he's got that thing that the great ones have. And you know, I don't I don't want to talk him up too much before he does anything here but he has a chance to be a really good player does he and i know that any given play could change this whole thing but does he, does he set up a plan for you guys looking forward of okay zach wilson we were planning on here and then he kind of is the i guess natural successor if it plays out how you expect it to well you try to have what i'm trying to establish is a pool of quarterbacks that aren't all the same age but where we have depth we have you know i'm trying to have <laughs> excuse me I'm trying to have four good players at all times that are spread out by grade as much as possible that's not always going to be but you want to have a, a competitive group but also a situation where everybody in the group has hope mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. and and so and i think we have that right now because we have zach mm-hmm. even though zach's young jaron hall's a very good player 
very good player, and I, and and he's going to get a lot of work this spring. And and he got in a couple games last year, but we were still able to redshirt him. So now Jaron is actually a year behind Zach in school, even though he's older than him. And um, and then you know we want to keep building that pool. So then when when Conover comes home, or when the next quarterback in the next class comes up. I'd like to have a nice distribution there where there's competition, but they're not all stacked on top of each other in the same grade. You talked about Zach. He's not expected to throw, I guess at least throw in spring ball. But yeah. with Jaron also playing baseball, how are you balancing all that? So, Jaren, the first answer to your question, uh, your first question yeah. is that Zach was injured in high school. Okay. Um, knew about the injury didn't just play through it you know he, he just dealt with it he just got in the he just got in the habit of dealing with it mm-hmm. and then after the season uh, the decision was made with a, a bunch of people involved yeah. that might as well just fix it right 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 now you know the first future for the best thing for him in the long term let's just fix it right now so he should be just fine and uh it was well, it's not i'm not i'm not even yeah. worried about it, it um it's going to cost him a little bit of work this spring, but um, it gives Jaron Hall a great chance to really improve as well. And then the second part of your question was uh, I forgot. Jaron is playing baseball. Oh yeah, Jaron playing baseball. It? Yeah, um, it won't conflict at all. He's not going to miss any football. So all of his all of his uh, baseball stuff will be will be uh, you know I encourage it. I love it. I think baseball is great. Um, I love the. I think it's great, especially for quarterbacks. I think you know in baseball, there's when you're pitching and batting, there's nowhere to hide. You know, you're when you're at the plate, there's nowhere to hide. It's a, it's a great test of mental toughness and competitiveness that I think transfers over to playing quarterback. So I I love the fact that he's doing it, and it's not going to conflict with football. With the other quarterbacks on the roster, we're talking about Joe Critchlow, Baylor Romney, yeah. Stacey Connor. Does it also does this also open up, open an opportunity for those guys to show what they can do as well? Joe and Baylor, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have a good competition with those guys. Okay. Um, Jaron, Joe, and Baylor will get all the reps. Okay. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I would I would envision those three guys getting the reps this spring. Is Stacy moving positions then, or is it still um, He's air? still at quarterback okay. right now. I just just a long ways away. Okay. All right, there you go, Aaron Roderick. Thank him for taking the time. And there you go. You have it. Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow, and Baylor Romney will be the guys getting the reps in spring ball with Zach Wilson out due to a shoulder um, surgery they underwent. You heard Coach Roderick say that it was something that it was a lot of people were involved in the decision for Zach to undergo surgery. They felt like it was in his best interest to get the, get the procedure done now, get it all cleaned up, make sure it wasn't an issue going forward. And that's similar to kind of my thinking when we talked about this on the podcast podcast when the news broke about it. I felt like it was probably something that a lot of people weighed in on and they decided let's just take care of it now and that's exactly what Coach Roderick confirmed there. But he did say that Jaron Hall he will not miss any baseball he won't miss football spring practices for anything baseball wise I know Mike Littlewood does like to have guys that are committed so I'm sure they're working out the schedule but hats off to Jaron Hall for being able to balance both of them because this is a big opportunity for him alongside Joe Critchlow and Baylor Romney to make an impression on Coach Roderick and Coach Grimes during spring camp, which starts in just under a month. March 4th, uh, things will get underway in Provo with spring camp. 
We'll be covering it for you as it gets closer with spring ball. But big thanks to Aaron Roderick for taking the time. You can tell he is just a big fan of what Jacob Conover can do on the football field. And that should be music to BYU fans' ears because everything that BYU has built their reputation on is mainly having a stellar standout quarterback that can lead the way. You think in BYU history, when BYU has had a standout quarterback, we're talking an NFL prospect they have done extremely well for themselves. And that holds true for the last 40 or so years because when they've had a transcendent player at the quarterback position, BYU usually wins and they win at a pretty good clip. And I think Zach Wilson is the next guy in line, but it looks like it could set up for Jacob Conover to be in line as well. All right, we will step aside here. We need to talk about BYU running backs. I also had a chance yesterday to catch up with BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart. You'll hear from him next next about BYU's plan to go out and find a running back who can help bolster the position group. You'll hear that next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It helps us out. Whichever podcatcher you use, the iOS app, Google Store, whatever you use, Stitcher, Spotify, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate and review it. Give us that five-star review if you don't mind, and it really does help the podcast in terms of its growing popularity. Um, If you didn't have a chance to catch yesterday's podcast, it was a longer-than-normal podcast. Podcast, but I sat down after National Signing Day with Sean Walker and talked a lot about BYU signings. You heard from BYU wide receivers coach Fessy Satake. We also talked about some of the other local guys that committed elsewhere and how it might affect BYU going forward. So I would encourage you, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, it went up late afternoon because we had to wait until the press conference was over, etc. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. Now, uh, of course, BYU did not have a running back on the roster in terms of what they announced yesterday for recruits. We all know that um, Alec Mesa has committed as a preferred walk-on out of Scottsdale Community College. They're also bringing back Jackson McChesney off of a mission. You'll hear Coach Stewart, A.J. Stewart, the running back's coach for BYU, talk about what he has seen on film from McChesney in particular here in a moment. But you also will hear right up front, I asked him first question, question. You always don't have a running back on this release. I know that people have thought that JaVel Brown likely could be a running back option. We talked a little bit about him as well. You'll hear Coach Stewart explain exactly how BYU is going to go about trying to bolster the running back position group and how long they're willing to wait to make sure they get the right guy in place. So here you go. A.J. Stewart, BYU running backs coach with me yesterday after National Signing Day press conference at BYU in Provo. First things first, we don't see a running back on the 
release in terms of the recruiting class this year. How active have you guys been? Do you expect to sign somebody maybe down the road here? Um, simply put, we're, we're going to recruit all the way um, up until camp, you know, and so we'll uh, exhaust every, every option in recruiting, and we're just we're trying to field the best players on our roster that we can, and so uh, we'll, we'll go all the way down for this class until um, the last second possible if need be, and um, that's kind of our, of our approach. We have really good talent in our room right now, young talent. Um, really, Katoa is probably the most proven guy right now, but um, the, the future is bright in our, for our, our group, and you know those guys are they're willing and, and able to to get accomplished the things that we're asking them to do. So um, we're not at like a in a, a red alert type situation right now, as, as I think some people outside looking in think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're always going to uh, leave no stone unturned in this recruiting process to make sure that we get the right guys uh, here. You graduated some big contributors in Squally and also Matt, who came on late, of course, making the move over. What excites you about Lopini, his, his ability, just him alone right there? Um, you know what you're going to get out of him every single day. He's consistent. I mean, he works hard every day. He focuses. He leads. He plays as hard as he can, you know, and that's really um, all you can ask for. The talent speaks for itself. You wouldn't be here at BYU if he didn't have the talent, and so um, everything that he's accomplished up to this point has just been a byproduct of his, his hard work, so I, I don't expect anything less than that for the next three years that he's here. Tyler Algier was a preferred walk-on a year ago, but we've heard a lot of good things about him. We saw him contribute a little bit last season. What do you expect from him coming up? I expect him to continue to develop um, into the type of running back that he's capable of becoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scratched the surface a little bit this year, um, was able to play a few games, but also still red shirt, so I think that was great for him. Um, but uh, the sky's going to be the limit for him. He has the talent. He works hard. Um, he's willing to do whatever we ask him to do in order to be successful, and um, we're going to continue to build him up into the running back uh, that he wants to be. You mentioned that you guys are going to leave any stone unturned. Does that include regarding graduate transfers, the transfer portal, all that stuff? You will look at everything you could possibly can do. Anything we can do within the legal limits of recruiting, we'll, we'll make sure we uh, try to get accomplished during this this next stretch before camp. We saw Jackson McChesney. He's a local kid. He went on a mission. So you you didn't recruit him per se, but have you seen his film? What do you see from him? I like his. I've, I've definitely seen his film a number of times. He's a, a physical player. He's he's got great speed, um, dynamic. He's very athletic. Um, so I'm I'm excited to, to get him here. I've, I haven't met him before, um, but I'm glad um, that they recruited him to come here. I think he's going to help us a lot. Um, depending on when he, I'm not sure when he gets back from his mission. Uh, if he gets back late enough, you know, he'll it'll probably take a little while for him to to get back in shape and you know learn the offense and things like that. But um, if he can give, even if he can play four games, you know, as a freshman like Tyler did last year I think he could he could help us but um, he he definitely has a skill set that I would I would have looked for if he was in this class you know you, you being a guy who came in from the outside, you came from Rice, so I don't I don't think you really had much familiarity with LDS missions before you got here but now that you've kind of been in it for a year or two here how do you see it as an advantage? Also, how do you see it just in terms of recruiting? How do you balance all of it? Um, I think it's an advantage just because, for number one, we're getting guys here that want to be at BYU. You know, and so the more you can build your program around guys like that, um, you're, that's a great foundation to have. Um, if you're a great player two years ago, then you're going to be a great player when you get back. You know, from your mission, and so um, I think it's great. I think it's great for our, our program. Um, 
the maturity that the guys have when they get here, the, ex- the life experience they come here prepared with, their uh, mental toughness is usually a little bit higher than a normal freshman because they've, uh, you know, had to make some some really big sacrifices, uh, you know, up to that point. So I think it's definitely an advantage from that standpoint. Athletically, I don't think it's an advantage um, because they haven't played football for two years. But from a maturity standpoint, um, and they probably really miss football, you know, when they come back. So uh, you don't really have to get those guys uh, going and make them work hard. They're, they're usually just grateful to be out there and uh, be a back part of football. There you go, A.J. Stewart. Thank him for taking the time, and you heard him. They will go as long as they possibly can go. Uh, the Kind of the funny thing a lot of people don't realize, maybe, is that the National Signing Day that was yesterday, it actually opens up a two-month window that high school prospects and J.C. prospects that can qualify actually can sign with a program. So BYU technically now has two months to look for a high school recruit that maybe slipped through the cracks or find a J.C. guy who may be a late qualifier, etc. They also also could be big players in the transfer portal, graduate transfer and undergrad transfers. Either way, they'll find somebody. Be heard, A.J. Stewart said they will chase finding a running back that they believe can be a difference maker for them, can help bolster the running back position group until the last possible second. I think that should be music to BYU fans' ears that have been a little wary of what BYU might be doing with that running back group. So I think it's good news that they're going to work on it. I know that this staff has been very... uh, very diligent about going out and trying to find guys. They struck out on a number of them during the recruiting process for whatever reason. Not a good fit for BYU. A kid ultimately deciding he wants to go elsewhere. Whatever it was, BYU has struck out on a bunch of guys, but they will continue to swing until they do land that home run back that they feel like they can they can use. You heard him talk about Jackson McChesney. He feels like he's a good option coming back off a of mission. Of course, Jackson will have to get into shape. I would expect he's probably a redshirt candidate participates maybe in three to four games but keeps his freshman year intact I really like Alec Mesa's film though I've talked about him on the podcast in the past we talked about him last week after his commitment to BYU he's not a burner he doesn't have a lot of top end speed but what he does have is he's willing to stick his nose between the tackles and grind out tough yards and I think that could be a good thing for BYU all right, so we'll keep you updated as we always do with recruiting. If anything comes out about the running backs, we'll be all, all over it. We'll kind of be turning our attention to the 2020 recruiting class as well. Now with signing day having really wrapped up BYU's recruiting class, but we'll have it all covered for you here on Locked on Cougars. We will step aside here. We'll come back on the other side, talk about the other sports in BYU's athletic department, a game for BYU men's basketball and women's basketball, big games for both of them. Tonight, also a tough loss for men's volleyball overnight last night. We'll talk about all that next in quick hits right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All 
right, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, I wanted to give a special shout out to Aaron Roderick and AJ Stewart. Thanks again to them for joining me. And also a shout out just for yesterday, Sean Walker spending nearly 45 minutes talking BYU recruiting with me. Go back and listen to that podcast, our signing day extravaganza podcast that we did in collaboration with the KSL Campus Report and Sean. Appreciate him taking the time. All right, uh, a lot of games going on tonight. Also a result from overnight. We'll start off with that. Men's volleyball. I'm not sure what's up with this team, but they suffered their third straight sweep loss as they lost to number five Pepperdine in Malibu. Three sets to nothing. Wasn't particularly competitive, so BYU's got to figure something out. They started off the season with a plum, two big wins over Ohio State and Ball State, but all of a sudden, they can't seemingly win a game, so they're going to have to figure out what's going on. They're back in action on Saturday. We'll keep you updated on that as we go forward, but hopefully they can get uh, back to winning. They take on number four UCLA on Saturday night in Los Angeles at the John Wooden Center. That's at 8 o'clock Mountain Time on Saturday. Now shifting gears to games today, we actually have the women's softball team kicking off their season south of the border. They are in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. They'll be taking on South Carolina at at 10 a.m. Central Time, so 9 a.m. Mountain Time this morning. You can actually catch a live stream online if you go to the BYU Cougars website. Flow Softball will have a live stream of that. They'll follow that up with a game at 2 o'clock against Baylor. Also there in Puerto Vallarta live stream as well on Flow Softball. So best of luck to Gordon Eakins squad as they start their season. Uh, Nice warm there in Puerto Vallarta. I'm guessing it's probably around 70 80 degrees down there. So best of luck to them. Women's basketball is in action this morning actually at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. It's their annual Kids Day with thousands of elementary school children from all over Utah Valley heading to the Marriott Center to watch the women's basketball team take on the St. Mary's Gales. This game will be televised on BYU TV once again 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can get tickets, I still believe, even if you wanted to go out to this, you can still get some tickets. A lot of screaming kids. It's one of the loudest environments that the women will play in all year long but always a cool annual event that they do. And then also uh, today, this late night tonight, men's basketball will be in action. They're on the road at Portland, taking on the Portland Pilots. Uh, An opportunity here for BYU to pile up a couple of wins with a game at Portland tonight, and then also coming home to face Pacific on Saturday. These are two games BYU does need to capture if they want to stay in that hunt for kind of those top two, three seeds in the West Coast Conference Tournament coming up. If you finish in the top two, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you get that double bye immediately into the semifinals. That would be massive if BYU could claw their way to second behind Gonzaga and at least void, avoid the first two rounds of the West Coast Conference Tournament, give themselves that fighting chance to potentially steal an NCAA bid. But they got to take care of business. Nine o'clock clock tonight on the road in Portland at the Child Center. ESPN 2 is where you can watch it. You also can hear it on the BYU Sports Network, BYU Radio, Sirius XM. They also have it over the air on KSL 102.7 FM, 1160 AM, or you can go to the BYU Radio Terrestrial Site 107.9 FM. Hear Greg Rubel on the call there. 
All right, so there you go. That is the game plan for tonight. If you want to watch BYU, actually today and tonight, watch some softball this morning, follow it up with more softball in the afternoon, and then cap your night with some late-night hoops with men's basketball. There's a big opportunity to support the Cougars on a Thursday. Get out and support them, watch them, cheer for them, do everything you need to do as a BYU fan. We'll be back tomorrow recapping all of it for you, and we'll be getting ready for a weekend full of BYU basketball. Also, some additional thoughts on BYU football as we always do right here on the podcast thanks again for joining me this has been locked on cougars for february 7th On college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.